You're listening to Brightwall Public Broadcasting, the only beacon of light in a world of darkness. Coming up next, Midnight Radio, with your host... Welcome back to your Midnight Radio. I'm your host. How is everybody doing this morning? I know it's tough out there. You're either up too late or up too early. It's like the world's fighting you every step of the way. But don't worry. I'm here with you. And together, we'll make it through any and everything this world has to throw at us. <laughs> now, unfortunately, before we get started, we got a little admin work we gotta take care of. I don't mind it, though. After all, these are the men who pay my bills. And they keep my family's head from going below water. First things first, the town of Brightwall is now back after about a year and a half of not existing. (laughs) You just never know with Brightwall, do you? Just remember to love it while it's here, folks. Because you never know when it's going to go away again. Now, I've had a bunch of people ask me, Hey, host. Where you been all these years? And that's a good question. One I don't really know the answer to. When I'm not working, it's like I slip into a fugue state. Not quite here, not quite there. But you know me, guys. I live to work, and I work to live. And at the end of the day, if I'm not here with you, do I really exist at all? Coming up at the end of the show... We have local author Casey Van here to explain to us all about her new book, No, That's Not How You Choke a Man, Get Out of the Way, Your Hands Are Too Weak. And then next week we have a very, very special guest. Jules Murray is back in the studio as she tells us all about her brand new museum exhibit, Fuck the Police, coming straight from the underground. Delightful little spitfire she is. Can't wait for that interview. And, well, the time is nigh... Nigh is the time. Let's get to what this show is all about. And that's you lovely people out there. See, when I was gone for all those years, I thought to myself, gosh, you know, the people of Brightwall, they need me. They need somebody. They need help. Am I the right person to help you? Yes. So, as always... Any and every problem you have ever had, I can solve. You can go ahead and tweet us over on Twitter, at BrightwallPod. If you've got issues, we've got answers. If Twitter's not your thing, hey, what's it like being back in 2005? You can always email us at BrightwallPodcast at gmail.com. Not every message may make it on air, but I promise you, I read each and every one of them. And if your problem doesn't make it on air, well, you're just not important enough. But that's okay. Many people aren't important enough. You're just one of them. Yeah. Let's get to the first question, shall we? Our very first question is from Barry Allen. Barry writes, 
Hi, host. Hello, Barry. Thank you for writing in. Oh, there's more. Having apparently not made his point, Barry continues to write. I was hoping I could get your advice on something. This is normally why somebody would write into an advice show, so... I am glad you've made that discovery. My wife, a 22-year-old female, would like me, a 45-year-old male, to move out of my mother's house. She says I have a deep, unnerving connection with her, and she demands that we leave, lest she'll leave me. Naturally, I told her I would rather die than leave my mother's warm embrace, however, she remained insistent. This is a big leap for me emotionally, and I want to do it because I do love her. However, my mother is currently buried out in the backyard. Do I unearth her and bring her with us, or do I somehow leave her here for the next person to find? Thank you very much for your help. <laughs> Barry. This old problem again, eh? There's nothing more difficult for a boy than leaving his mother. But it is something, however, we all must do. I did it. Your father did it. Your father's father did it. And eventually, your son will do it. But she's never truly gone. Not really. You always have the emotions deep inside you. The happy thoughts. You can bring a little bit of her with you wherever you go, depending on how many fingers she was buried with. However, my biggest fear is not with your mother, but actually with your wife. This is quite a shocking demand she's made of you to try to separate a boy from his mother. You need to ask yourself, is this truly somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with? Once again, the age-old battle reigns. The mother or the wife. Now, back in my day, this battle would actually take place on a field of some sort. My mother chose the pistol, my wife chose the battering ram. My wife would win that particular scuffle, but it was an interesting day at the beach. Unfortunately, it seems as though nowadays you're not allowed to do that kind of thing. Cancel culture, run amok. <laughs> but I think it's best for you if you have a sit-down talk with your wife and you say very openly and very calmly, Honey, I love you. But if you ever ask me to do anything ever again, I promise you, you're going to end up just like Legless Joe outside the liquor store. I'll cut your arms off. Remember, no matter what happens in a relationship, communication is always key. Thank you very much for writing in, Barry. Somebody will be coming for you shortly. Relationship drama. Probably one of the first traumas any of us will really go through. Be it a relationship with your parents, your friend, your brother, or a pet. Sometimes these end well with lifelong connections. And sometimes, well, people get buried in the backyard. But that's okay. This world is not for everybody. Please listen as we move on to our next bit of advice. Theodore Whaley asks, What can I do to lower my credit score? Oh gosh. This is another bit of an issue I've always had. See, credit scores, they really decide what kind of person you are. 
you know, if you have a really good credit score, then of course you're a really good person. If you have a particularly bad credit score, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. You are a bad person or a poor person. And the world, well, we, we don't take kindly to bad and poor people. You see, when I was younger, my wife and I decided that we wanted to buy a house. But as we went to make all the proper choices and sign all the proper papers and get everything in order, they turned to her and they said, well, ma'am, unfortunately, combined, your credit score is too low. We can offer you a loan, but the interest would be very, very high. And so I looked at my wife and she looked at me and we thought, well, we have two options. <laughs> One of the options is we can just deal with the high insurance rate and hopefully find a way to pay it off and continue on our way and become a loving and hopeful family. So obviously I divorced her then and there. You know, I I can't have that kind of thing hanging around me. Uh, and that was hard, you know, emotionally uh, for her. She took it really hard. Um, I thought because we did it in a, a public place she wouldn't react the way she reacted, but oh boy, there were these like cups of pens on the table and she started throwing them and like people were ducking out of the way. I think one caught somebody in the neck. It was it was a fun day. Um So I guess what I'm I'm trying to, to say is in order to raise your credit score, you have to be a better person, you know? And the best way to be a better person is to make more money. Now, I don't know what you do for a living. Uh, clearly, it's not important. But I think what we can all agree on is that if it was worth doing, you'd be making more money at it. So, now I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, Theodore. Um, you know, I know, I know many things. But I don't know everything. Uh, but what I am 100% clear on is that more money equals better credit and better credit equals better people. So whatever it is you find yourself doing, do better. Because right now, you're not worth shit. Thank you very much for your question, Theodore. Somebody will be coming for you soon. You know, somebody once came up to me and said, Host, how do you keep so positive in these dark times? And that's a good question. And I think the answer is that I have to be. You know, in, in a world so sad, the people look for light. And when I signed the contract here, I swore to be that light. So I guess you could say, in so many words, I'm contractually obligated to be this positive. And I worry 
about what would happen if I ever stopped. You know, the strange thing is, so ever since I signed the contract, um, I haven't seen the higher-ups at the particular station. Um, so, I just kind of assume that I'm doing a good job. Uh, and you know, as of, as of today, uh, we have a completely clean record. Nobody who has ever called has had to call again. We have never had a repeat caller. And I make it my mission, my duty, to make sure it stays that way. And maybe then, maybe then I'll understand why I'm here. Maybe then somebody will come out and tell me if I'm doing a good job. Maybe then, maybe then I'll remember going home. But that's for another day. As of right now, I want to thank you all very much for joining me on this episode of Midnight Radio. If you're still listening, I'm sorry you can't sleep. But at least we're here together. And uh, hopefully, I could provide you with a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of thought-provoking, and a little bit of advice in this cold, desolate world. And remember... No matter how much insomnia you have, no matter how difficult it is for you to sleep, eventually, we'll all sleep. Because death comes for us all. Please remember if you have a question, a comment, or need any advice to help you through this dark world, go ahead and leave us a tweet at BrightWallPod on Twitter. You could leave a comment right underneath this video or you can go ahead and email us at brightwallpod at gmail.com and even if I can't get to it perhaps shouting in the void will quiet the voices just a little bit but until next time I'm your host Good night, Brightwall I hope to never see you again <laughs>